As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back to the Hold That Podcast podcast, everybody. I am your host, Chris Branch. Along with my co-host, Brody Miller, we are both of The Athletic, and we are thrilled to be with you here today. Brody, how are you? I am doing well, man. I We obviously did not record last week, which is funny because we took that long break, came back for one great pod, and then immediately I went on vacation, meaning you guys had to wait another week. But hey, guys. I am somebody who is very, very bad at taking vacations. Like, I'd say, like, in my whole career, I've never taken more than, like, five consecutive days, like, counting a weekend. So, I took a full, like, you know, nine, ten. I think it was, like, an 11-day vacation. Wow. And I needed it. So, I feel rejuvenated. I am excited to be back working and have a bunch of stuff lined up for the next month. So, I'm doing great, Chris. How are you? I mean, Brody, you're not really going to have a chance to take a vacation until, like, January, February. So I understand. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel fantastic. How was your vacation? It was lovely, man. Uh, you you inspired us. I know you did your like quasi honeymoon or your honeymoon. Let's not call it quasi in, in, <laughs> in Asheville, North Carolina. Right. Inspired us to do an impromptu vacation there. So yeah, man. Did Asheville stay, you know, stayed in the, the mountains and beautiful vistas? I, it was, it was perfect, man. No notes. Uh, it was the weather when, when we went last summer after we got married uh, and Brody says it was quasi because it was uh, during COVID. So like peak COVID. So there wasn't a ton to do. It was a lot of, uh, you know, it, not as much stuff as we want to do on our honeymoon, but it was still fantastic. And like it was June and the um, or September, excuse me, and the weather was in the 70s. So it was great. Yeah, no, we were lucky. It was supposed to rain like all five days we were there and it didn't rain. Like it would rain like for like 30 minutes while we're already inside or something like that. So like we got incredibly lucky. I mean, something terrible is going to happen to me. But for now, it went very well. Yeah. Now you're back to work and that terrible thing is coming down the pike, right? Yes, exactly. It's going to be something really bad. But for now, we're enjoying ourselves. Life is good. Yeah. So things are good. How are you? So we are, we are going to do a podcast of predictions today because there are no news updates uh, as from the last couple of weeks, although these storylines that and narratives that we are cooking up are molting as we head into camp soon. Um, but first off, uh, Brody, did you see the hype video that LSU posted this morning? <laughs> I have indeed seen the hype video. 
LSU's media uh, operation is one of the best in the country. Um, I was taken aback by the graphic of a plane basically firebombing Tiger Stadium with a football and it dropping into a receiver's hands. Great stuff. I thought it might have a little been too a little uh, war realistic, but hey, we're pushing boundaries here. Uh, did you did you enjoy the video? <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed your enjoyment of the bomb. Is that fair? <laughs> and then you got me thinking, like, how did they land on that? You know, like, because that's not an obvious, like, one, two to one. Like, okay, you know, airplanes. Oh, they drop a nuclear weapon. You know, like, let's, not, <laughs> let's have a receiver catch it. So I would love to know just, like, that meeting, you know, like, oh, what do we do? We throw bombs. It's like, how do we show that? It's like, I got an idea. And it's just like, let's let's show a literal bomb. So I do love the creativity. Yeah, uh, it's 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 interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but I, I love that our guys are uh, are pushing the envelope. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah. so oil I will spills I, coming soon for like the running game going crazy. It'll oh be like, God. yeah, you know, oh just gonna God. keep no. going into bad things, like climate change. Bad. Okay, let's let's <laughs> let's not do that. Let's what would be get, the climate we'll change a prediction one. podcast? Is it like not gonna like? It was disaster cl- themed. But what's hype climate videos. change? Is it like up tempo? You know, because it's like increasing the temperature, Turn, turning up the heat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like some the, pressure on defense is the cl- like is the, climate the change? grass. The the grass dies and like everybody gets you know a little overheated. But I'm saying, what football wise is climate change? Is it like a pressure defense? Yeah, I I think it might be an up tempo offense. To be honest. It is okay. Yeah, I was thinking that attacking one or the other. It's it is attacking its environment. It is, uh, you know, wearing down its opponent slash Ooh, that's shoreline. Good. I like that. I'm okay with that. I approve. <sighs> okay, let let's move on to actual football stuff. Uh, thank thank you LSU for making us predict the next disaster themed um hype video. Appreciate that. Uh, Brody, we have to start with the first one, which is the quarterback. So. There, we have said so much about the quarterback competition. And first off, I will give you some space. Are there any updates, any any new rumblings that you have heard or any new intel about uh, where these three guys stand heading into camp? No, I'd be lying to you. No. I mean, you still hear the same kind of things. And I think my it's it's fun that we're doing a prediction day today you know which are all just lighthearted because my my guess on who it's going to be changes every week because there is a case for each one and yeah i mean my my information that i'm gathering is the same as it was you know say three months two months ago but at the same time you know i don't know i i don't know like what means what if that makes sense you know it's like Hey, you're hearing how high the staff is on Nussmeyer and how impressive he was. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they necessarily go to him when trust when it comes down time to be like, who do we trust to win? And it's like, yeah, you hear about how they trust Brennan, but like, you know what? That doesn't mean anything because like maybe they want Daniels to just like get let loose and make some plays back there. So it's like my guess, I I my information might be real, but it doesn't mean it's indicating who I actually know the quarterback's gonna be, you know? Before we both give our predictions, um, do you know, I just came up with this, so sorry if we didn't get to prepare for this, putting you on the spot. Um, Brian Kelly's history as a coach, is he is he a guy that is going to like replace a quarterback midseason? Like Ooh, bench okay. a guy? You know, I did actually like kind of talk to Pete Sampson, our, the Notre Dame writer at The Athletic, of course, does a great job about this kind of thing, about like kind of where his preferences are with quarterbacks. But I don't know if I talked to him much about like pulling a guy, right? Because history says he likes the trustworthy guy. He likes the guy who, mm-hmm. you know, the right. older guy who knows what he's doing. 
I don't know as much about that, and I'm gonna I'll ask Pete and get back to us next week, but I don't think he's scared to because you think of like was it Wimbush and Malik Zaire? Is that the one I'm thinking of a few years ago? Yes. Or was it Kaiser? Yes. And, yeah. Like, or was it Kaiser and Zaire? I don't know. But like, where? No, you know, it wasn't was, Kaiser. Kaiser yeah. was Kaiser was the clear number one guy. I, I think it was it was Zaire and Wimbush. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then 21, they rotated Cone and Buckner. So like, he has a history of rotating a good bit. Okay. I don't know about like pulling. So that. Um, wait, I do have through my notes. Um, there was the five-star senior held off three-star sophomore in camp only to have Kelly bench Dane Chris at halftime of the season opener and go with Tommy Reese, who then took over for the rest of the, his career. So, yeah, I, I think he does have okay. history. But even that's an example of, like, it's opening day, right? You know what I mean? That's not like a real, like, in-the-season poll. It's like a opening day we gave your chance, which kind of goes with, like, my theory for a while, or one of my many theories. I've tossed, like, nine out here just to hedge my bets. But, like... I, I, I've heard like one or two people suggest like, hey, what if they start with Daniels and just give him the shortest leash ever? That would kind of go in line with some history Kelly's given us. I think there are like two or three times where he's kind of done opening day rotation and then like lets one guy win it. So that's reasonable. I as that gives me PTSD as an LSU fan, a long time LSU fan. I just rotating quarterbacks and having this push pull has never ever worked out for an LSU football team. And I don't know if it's worked out for many football teams in general. Um, so I, as a fan, I'm going to be rooting that he picks a guy and either sticks with him or like sits him down once and he's done for a while. You know, I do know. Yeah. And that's like the hard thing as a fan, because you want to figure out who to just get your chips on, who to like talk, who basically who to talk yourself into. Right. You want to figure out just like, all right, who's my guy this year that I am just ride or dying. And it's like when you're in this in between stage, you're almost just like rationalizing everything and you can't really like enjoy yourself. Is that accurate? Well, yeah. And I, and I honestly, I, I was less thinking about myself and more like, you know, I, when I scroll back through my Rolodex of memories, um, when I was, you know, in middle school, it was Jamarcus Russell and Marcus Randall, and it was they went with the hot hand every time. This was this was uh, Saban and Jimbo Fisher, you know. Um, it was you know if if one guy had two bad series, the next guy was coming in, and that now my amateur psychologist brain, uh, neither guy. I mean, both guys played pretty well in stretches over the season. I I remember Jamarcus being the better quarterback, but um, it it was just like. You always have the guy behind you over your shoulder, so you're never going to actually like settle in and be comfortable. I mean, the same thing happened with um, Jarrett Lee and Andrew Hatch, and then uh, Jarrett Lee and Jordan Jefferson. Like, I mean, the, at least the Lee Jefferson thing, for better or worse, was uh, you know one guy came in and stayed that way. Uh, you know, it it ended up being uh, a poor result, but uh, it was a clear decision. So. I, I am rooting for for hopefully one one of these guys just pulls through and like is like this is my job. Um, I am not rooting for a rotating cast. <laughs> Whoever is playing best. Um, so, who do yes. you like in your gut as a fan want? You know, not who you pick or anything like that. Like, who do you want to win the job? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a... mm, real POS. You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. It's weird. I... I don't have an emotional attachment to Jaden Daniels at all. So it's it, it's weird that he's like and there's not he's not a freshman. You know, if Jaden Daniels was a freshman or a sophomore, I would be like, man, I think he should be the quarterback. Like, let's set us up. But like he's he's here for maybe a year or two. Um so I will say that I'm entering this like he is an unknown quantity to me still, and all of us really. I mean You've seen him practice. The coaches have seen him all the time. But as a fan, I don't know a lot about Jaden Daniels, really. I would I would be fine if he won the job. To me, on the outside, I think it probably should be Nussmeyer if, it was, if it's what I want. Because A, he has the arm talent. He has the this ability that is tantalizing. And he is maturing. And I would love for him to... Even if he struggles early, I would love for him to mature over a few games and become this two, three-year starting quarterback that gives stability for the start of the Brian Kelly era and maybe gives LSU some options that they don't have with the other two guys. Now, the other side of me is would be I'm going to be totally fine if it's Miles Brennan. I love Miles Brennan. He is a known quantity, uh, for, for better or worse, a, a known injured quantity, um, a known backup quantity, but... I think he has all the ability. Uh, I I would hate it for him personally if he doesn't win the job. But if I am thinking about an LSU fan over the next two or three years, I want it to be Garrett Nussmeyer. That, I get that. I really do get that, especially if like you're already rationalizing that, like, hey, you're probably not competing for a title this year. You know, like, can't you right. you can afford like if the difference is say hypothetically one game difference win loss, like hypothetically, like then yeah, maybe you do talk yourself into that. I think what's so one, the exhausting part I always like feel need to preface is the exhausting part is we just flat out don't know who's better. You know, like right. we all spend this time being like it should be this and it should be that and like we don't know. Like we are not seeing the day to day. We like like all this like who it should be might just be the biggest moot point ever. And like they might just be like, Yeah, he's just objectively better. What are you talking about? And that's the part that I just drives my brain insane. But still, yeah, it's like I well, think I mean, this, deep this coaching down, staff gut- has recruited Jaden Daniels. 
Yeah. It's like they, they they don't have any prior uh, existing like investments emotionally in Garrett or Miles, and they recruited Jaden through the transfer portal, which is a little different than like forming a relationship over three to four to five years with a recruit. That so, is a good point, but I guess the only thing I'd say is I feel like the the Dayton, the Daniels edition was unemotional. You know what I mean? Like in the sense of I don't think that was about like Jaden Daniels is our guy as much as it was just like kind of a cold blooded look at the quarterback room and just being like, hey, we have an injured guy and a young guy. You know, let's let's that let us just bolster this room because Daniels did not have a high like did not have much of a market. You know, he wasn't going to a better place in LSU, and it was just like, hey, well, let's take this guy, and if he doesn't play, that's fine, but if he does, you know, it's just, I think it was literally just a cold-blooded, like, let's bolster the room and add, like, a mobile element that we didn't have, and I don't think it's necessarily, like, this is our guy, it was the, and that's not me disagreeing with you, it's just my only, like, even that's, point being, even he's not, like, that's their type, you know, I think it's just like, right. eh, I think it helps, so, and so- what's, oh, go on. We, I was just going to say, so A, we don't have any intel or, or like existing threads to pull on. And B, it's probably going to be the most objective decision possible because they're, they're all entering on the same you know level to these people. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And like, so I think in my gut, I think Brennan is the right pick. I think Brennan like, I think Brennan both gives you a transition guy who can like help keep things stable and is like a big armed guy who can make a big plays. You know, it's not like he's yeah. just it's not like he is this low ceiling game manager. I think it mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. And also, this is terrible, but like say you're worried about the injury stuff, it's like, all right, then you fairly game his chance. And if he gets hurt, feel free to go to Nussmeyer Daniels. But I I the way I keep framing it, it's like my LSU fan friends, and I believe I've said this to you off air as well, is like I think if if Nussmeyer does win it fans should be just really excited because that means like, okay, if he earned the trust, that's huge. Cause that means he might be able to have like a Holy crap breakout career. So it's like, if he doesn't win it, don't be worried. Just be like, all right, he's going to be a retro sophomore next year in a good competition with Howard. Things are fine. But if he wins it, it's like, Oh, it might be time to have a lot of fun and get kind of giddy and behind it and all that. So it's like, I don't know. That's almost like a hedge, but just, no, that's a, a, a it's a good way to explain what I was saying earlier about like that. That's what would excite me more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's always more fun as the fan to to see the rookies, the first round picks starting. It just is. Like you're never gonna be like Brian Hoyer, baby. You know, it's never gonna happen. So <laughs> of course, like I get it. Uh, it's just oh, tough because you also, also want to mess I, a kid up. I'm sorry for comparing you to Brian Hoyer. That's unfair. Yeah, that's not fair at all. But you get my point. Well, hey, Brian Hoyer's yeah. a good quarterback. Like, why are we shitting on Brian Hoyer? It's just not <laughs> exciting. Um, but yeah, it's like tough because you also don't want to ruin a quarterback. Like, say you know the O line's going to be bad hypothetically. Right. It's like you don't want to mess Garrett Nussmeyer up because that happens a lot. So mm-hmm. yeah. But we haven't gotten to our actual prediction yet. What yeah, is your no? Prediction? I was about to say it's time. We're we're him and Han. Let's like. Uh, you want to go first or me? You. I think it's going to be Miles Brennan. I, I think. I, I, yeah. I, I I think. Here here's the thing. I think it's going to be Miles. Miles is older. Miles knows all this personnel uh, intensely. He he's like the uh, the Sherpa for the Kelly administration, kind of coming in and like through the team. I feel like he is such like a leader in the locker room and. He's a, such an authoritative voice in that building that lost all of its authoritative voices last year. I mean, um, he's 
one of the few guys who was on the national title roster. He has been here through uh, a, a lot of different times, and he clearly, like you said, he is not some low ceiling game manager. He has talent. He has the ability. Um, I think it's going to be him because I am viewing Brian Kelly as our banker head coach. Um, he's not operating on emotions. He's not. He's doing the best thing, and I think this is probably the best thing if you strip out a expectations for the future and emotion. Um, and I will be happy for Miles Brennan. He deserve he. <laughs> if anybody deserves a chance to start and actually flourish, uh, outside of a COVID impacted year, and you know, hopefully with no injuries, it's Miles Brennan. Um, I'll tell you, like, I think Nussmeier still has a year. I think you can easily say that, and this is the smart decision to be like, why don't you sit one more year, and then, like, it's you, buddy. Um, but I will say, if I see Jaden Daniels, like, do something incredible, uh, even if against, like, Southern or one of these early games, New Mexico, uh, I'm all in. Like, I'm going to be <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be very easily swayed. But uh, if I am going, if I am stripping out my LSU fan hopes and expectations, it's Miles Brennan. Yeah, um, you do seem the most liable to becoming somebody who sees one really cool Jaden Daniels sack evasion and be like, that's my guy. Yeah, you are very high. I mean, I I offer no apologies for that. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's my – I'm not even going to elaborate. I I think that is my really born, like, safe pick, but it's just kind of like in my gut what I think happens. So I am also picking Miles Brennan. All right. Well, I hope that podcast picks Miles Brennan as starting quarterback game one. Against Florida State, uh, our next category: the when LSU lines up against Florida State, first series on defense. Who are the starting two corners? That's a little easier, I think. Like, there's totally debate. You think? I do. Uh, yeah, I it, know. I'm saying, but like, it's still it's still not guaranteed, right? No, not at all. No, there's so much questions around the cornerback room. Like, I've written almost too much about, like, my questions about the room. But, like, if hypothetically healthy, yeah, I feel I feel like I can say it, it's probably going to be Jarek Bernard Converse and Seven Banks. You know, it's like it's an all-Big 12 corner and a guy who was a, a preseason All-American before injuries last year. You know, like, it should be those two. Now, one, one missed spring with an injury and should be fine, Bernard Converse, and one has, like, tons of injury issues in banks so it's like mm. do i know either's going to be healthy no but like if they are yeah i think it's those two and then makai garner as much as he's this fascinating athlete and has like this awesome frame and it's just like captivating and by the way he could prove me wrong i just don't think he's that that quality right now so those are my that's my pick but like yeah, I think you would also be smart if you were like screw it i'm picking garner because like you're just putting money on one of those guys missing time that's what I'm doing. I'm yeah. doing exactly that. Like, I love it. I just, for, for, from what I've heard too, I, I would be thrilled if Seven Banks works out, um, you know, on paper, uh, like you wrote in your story and like you're saying, like he was a preseason All-American last year, uh, but he has had significant injuries. And if I'm going with my head, I, I am a little worried about that. And um, yeah, give me, give me Garner and Bernard Converse on the, on the edges, uh, series one. I'm here for it, man. The the fun um like alternative is just if like they know you know one of those like say banks they know he's out for a little while. Do they make Greg Brooks the outside corner and let like see say, that was my other Ryan. thought too because I feel like Greg Brooks is probably a little more of a reliable option than yeah, I would say corner. so. Yeah, uh, but he's also not a, a corner really. I mean, I, I I know he has the ability, but like 
He's a Nickelback, right? Yes. He, and he told us he was supposed to. I don't think I ever saw him do it, but that there's so much I don't see. He did tell us in March or in April that he was supposed to do the second half of spring at outside corner. So that's like so that's already in their plans, I guess, as a, a thought. Oh. But I still I still like your prediction. Okay. Well, all right. Let's let's keep that. But yes, I will go with with Garner and Bernard Converse. Um, I'm excited to see Bernard Converse. I feel I feel like he was his big name LSU brought in. And then he was hurt for all the spring, and so nobody really knows what he's about. And and, and I know he's a talented guy, so I'm, I'm excited to see him out there. Definitely. All right, what's next for all us? All right, next. Um, I want you to give me one true freshman who either A, starts against Florida State or makes a big impact against Florida State and paves the way for a really nice freshman season. Is Will Campbell cheating? Like, are we just disregarding uh, him? Yeah, yeah, it is because we yeah. are going to save offensive line for next, and we can talk about Will Campbell then. So, uh, is there a non? And just like he's the freshman? only, yeah, he's the only one we know is going to start. Um, right. Oof, this is a great question. Let me think. For do you have one? Um, I mean, Harold Perkins is an easy one. Yes, I'm tempted though to go like with another move. Ah, uh, there's a part of me that's like. Emery Jones actually could jump in there. You know what? I'm going to have some fun with it. Perkins, by the way, yeah, makes total sense. Like the stuff you're hearing about just like him as a kid and like how well he's jumping in and all that stuff are really promising. So like that's probably the right pick. But I am going to go with Quincy Wiggins, like being the the rotation guy, you know, like I don't know if he's literally Mason Smith's backup or, or Ollie Gay's backup, but like. <laughs> gets that kind of role where he gets to jump in sometimes and make some plays. I'm trying to think of a good comp of someone who got to do that, but I'm just going to say Quincy Wiggins. Cause I think he's just such a fascinating prospect. That's exciting. I love that. I mean, um, it was crazy. I was thinking of I was thinking about that specific, like defensive rotational guy that LSU has really excelled with over the last five to 10 years that you're like, like Devon Gottschall signed a new contract this week. And I was like, damn, I kind of forgot he existed and he was really good at LSU and I really enjoyed him. And that dude is making legit money in the NFL. And like, he wasn't, I know he was a starter at one point, but I didn't see him as a stalwart of that defense. <laughs> um, but like, I love, I love that position of the guy who comes in for like two plays, a drive, three plays, four plays, and just like makes an impact. So yeah, the Neil Farrell 2019. That was, that yes. was him. All, yeah. Yes. All th- that same, that same profile. I'm for it. Um, well, I'm going to be boring and I'm going to pick Perkins because that's not boring. Just, just like Bernard Converse, I mean, this is one the best player in the class, right? Like that, that LSU oh, yeah. got. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you were hearing all the good things and I'm choosing to trust the hearing all the good things from the coaches, like, you know, with, with some, some coaching staffs across the country, it's like, oh, X is like legit, man. And then, like, maybe he doesn't pan out because they're, they're trying to, you know, just work the media that way. But, like, I, I don't think uh, Brian Kelly is going to um, do that. So give me Harold Perkins. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. All right. What else we got? Uh, all right. Last one. Um, give me the starting offensive line. Oh, man, it's truly impossible. But, all right, I'm going to go Will Campbell left tackle. Like, that one's kind of maybe not set in stone, but that's the only one that through spring was like, yep, that guy earned that job. Left guard, I'm going to say Miles Frazier, the transfer from FIU, second-year guy, really talented. Mm -hmm. Center, ooh, man. Oh, God, because it's like, I want to say Marlon Martinez because I think if he's like healthy and goes out and earns it, he's the best option. You know what? I'm going to like try to be fun for once in my life. So I'm going to say Marlon Martinez center. I'm going to say, oh man, I'm going to say Anthony Bradford wins right guard. I know he's the guy. He's like the O-line version of John Emery where you're just like, oh, I've been hearing like how talented he is for four years. Like what's going on? And like, he's been a guy who's frustrated them, all these things, but you do kind of, and you started hearing this last year, and he had a, he actually played last year, but like you started hearing more and more in the spring too. Like it does seem like he's kind of getting it now. I still think he's gonna have weight problems. I don't know if he's gonna be the superstar he's supposed to be, but I think I'll go him right guard, and I think I'll go Garrett Dellinger right tackle. I think that is where I'm at right now. You could totally convince me Marlon Martinez is the right guard. You could convince me Dellinger's the right guard, and you know Cam Wire's the right tackle. But I think. It, in some ways, this is my like idealistic line where like everybody's their best case scenario. That's kind of where this is coming from too. Then yeah, I'll go Campbell, Frazier, Martinez, Bradford, Dellinger. I like it. Um, any chance that uh, Cardell Thomas sees playing time this year? Uh, I'd be pretty surprised. What about Trayvon Short? Playing time? Yeah. No, I mean playing time. He could totally get playing time. I would be pretty surprised yeah. if he's like in that main group. Gotcha. Uh, Traymond Shorts, anywhere in there? Totally. He he was pretty much the right guard through the end of spring, those last two weeks when they kind of solidified it a little and got consistent. Frazier and Shorts were. Now, obviously, Dellinger and Martinez were not there. Even Bradford missed a good chunk of time. So it's like, take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, I mean, totally a guy they trust, does some things well. I would not be surprised at all, especially if they decide, like, Martinez is the best center. Brad, like, there's totally a scenario where Bradford's not there. Dellinger wins the right tackle job, and Martinez wins center. Like, totally reasonable that Shorts is the starting right guard. So, yeah, he, I, I would firmly expect him to be in the seven. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. the rotation, not from the boys. Give me let, – let me be boring. Give me Traymond Shorts in there because I do think that uh, the line will deal with some sort of injury in fall. Yeah. I, I think that's a good move. Yeah. Um, all right. Last thing, Brody. Yeah. I want one – bold prediction about either the season or something that will happen in this camp somebody that will surprise or something that we aren't even thinking about that will pop up like a like a a player or a trend or you know a starter um anything yeah it's fun uh man do you have one though i don't i was gonna vamp off of yours damn so all right let's do this 
I feel like the position that has just literally not been talked about in any way is safety. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, oh, it's steady. You know, like, oh, yeah, they got some good safeties. You know, three of them, four of them, whatever. I will say, man, I don't even know, like, who the person is. But, like, maybe, like, one of those safeties, whether it's Joe Jay Ward or Fuchsia, just become, like, a dude this year. You know, become just, like, a star. I, I think that's my my fun hype uh you know thing we don't see coming because i was gonna say greg penn breakout season but even that's like kind of prepared at this point right everyone's that's like, oh. that is uh yeah that is a ready-made meal yeah on the narrative train so i'll say like one of those safeties becomes just like an all sec guy i'll say jay ward i like that um i am going to say that dre jenkins has a thousand yard receiving here Ooh, that is that is the inverse. That's the perfect pick because it's like you went with the boring guy and made it a risky, exciting move. And that, my friend, right. is juicy. That is uh, that's a Brody pick. I'm here for it. I yeah. think I, I think Kayshawn's going to attract a lot of attention. Uh, I think that Jure has been such a quietly solid player for LSU over the last two bad years. And that with stability and hopefully a little uh, more competency around, you know, uh, the building that I think is going to shine. And you know who he is? I mean, God, please realize I'm talking in scale. Like, scale, scale, scale. But, like, in a lot of ways, remember going to 2019, it was like Jefferson was the only established receiver in that room, the only one you knew you could trust. Even he was kind of like a boring number one in a way, right? Like, yeah, he, it, I never felt like he one. was some star. It was just like he's the mm-hmm. guy you trust. There's a, again, Jenkins is not Justin Jefferson, but there's a little of that with Jenkins where it's like nobody's ooing and eyeing about it but like he's the most steady guy so i totally see that scenario where like Butte becomes say Butte's jamar chase okay then like maybe jerry yeah, jenkins I mean, is actually not? jefferson and one of these sophomores is and this is in your dream scenario is your terrace marshall like that's totally real I, uh, i'm here for i'm here for that pick man all right i'm here okay um we're gonna have a quick quick one today but i do want to do a last five minutes thing and this is a very self-interest on my part okay um as we know, LSU's opener is here in New Orleans. This is going to be Dad's first day out uh, uh, on his own. I want to know where uh, I want to know a who's coming to the game and b where you think we should tailgate in New Orleans because I, I, having been a veteran of a few New Orleans LSU games, it is such a different vibe. Um, a, I'm asking you to invite me to your tailgate if you have a tailgate or B wondering what the right bar restaurant scenario is. So if you guys have plans, send them in, uh, or we can devise a game plan together this, this fall. But, um, I want to know if you guys have anything planned out or Brody as a, as a new Orleanian, uh, <laughs> tell me where you think I should tailgate for the Florida state game. Man, that is actually hard. Right. Cause like there's not even like, you know, when you and I go to Pell's games, we'll hit up like a good happy hour nearby. Like at a bar, like it's Saturday. So there's no happy hour. I mean, also just, just not what I'm doing. Like I, I'm not just casually popping in the Johnny Sanchez for a taco and, and then, you know, merrily heading on my way. This is, this is the LSU season opener. I like, know I, that's, I, I do feel like there's going to be a large contingent at rusty nail. That feels like where I think like, I'm avoiding that. I'm yeah, avoiding exactly. It. That feels like it's going to be where like all the LSU people just like gather and for all day. Um, yeah. yeah, where would you go? Like in your, I have no. I'm not a tailgate extraordinaire, so I don't even know. But like, I have no idea where you'd like set up and have fun. 
All right, I'm going to plot this out for next episode, and yeah. then we're, we're going to talk about it next week. Uh, send me your stuff in. Uh, why don't you send me that with the Florida Lee emoji, New Orleans? Sound good? All right. Brody, do you have anything else to add before we get out of here? No, I'm sorry. I got, For some reason, I thought you wrapped up there, and then I'm like, wait, that wasn't actually an ending. No, this has been a good pod. We kept it short for once, even though it was still 40 minutes, and uh, thanks for listening. All right. Uh, rate us five stars wherever we go, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>